Good morning, CCC family. How y'all feeling this morning? I didn't hear you. I said, how you feeling this morning? I am uh, extremely blessed to be able to extend to you greetings on behalf of Pastor Jamal and Lady Rita. They are in Knoxville, Tennessee today. Pastor Jamal is preaching and ministering today at New Life Fellowship, New Life Gathering, which is Reverend Scott Jackson. Y'all remember the dude that came up here and preached a couple of months ago? Really, really funny white guy? That guy. We're working on some stuff down in New Life, and Reverend Scott has been a major part of that and has just been a blessing to the CCC family and a part of the affiliates that we'll be launching in 2020. Pastor Jamal is there preaching on revival today. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. I said Pastor Jamal was preaching on revival this morning up there. And so I just... I'm just excited about uh, them being there, and they wanted to make sure that I extended his greetings to all of you. Wish you a happy Thanksgiving on his behalf, and we have a preacher in the house this morning. I told Pastor Marcus back uh, in the green room earlier today, he's one of the people that when he flashes up on my social media, I stop and listen. Because what he has is a word in his spirit. There's a lot of fluff going on around the country. There's a lot of fluff going on around the globe. But when you've got somebody who can motivate you, inspire your faith, it's not mind to mind, it's spirit to spirit. And when that thing comes across, it always encourages me. He always lifts me up. It always makes me want to serve God and know him in a greater way. I would like you to give a loud CCC welcome to Pastor Marcus Gill. Come on. Come on, he's no stranger to us up in here. Y'all can do better than that. Praise God. I know he said, how you feeling? And you said, blessed and highly favored. Let me tell you the truth. For some people, that's just a prophecy into their future. But I believe that when you said, you're saying, I'm blessed and highly favored right now. Matter of fact, stand up if you're blessed and highly favored in this place. And what I want you to do, I want you to give God a great, big, blessed and highly favored shout. Come on, open your mouth and praise him, everybody. Hallelujah. Hey. God is a good God. I said God is a good God. In fact, I want you to look at your neighbor right now. And everybody, find a neighbor. Find a neighbor real quick before you sit down. Find a neighbor. Now, find somebody who looks blessed and highly favored. Now, don't look away from the person you looked at just now, no, because that's going to be offensive. You switched on them. That's hey, what you mean. Look at them in the face. Say, neighbor. Tell them, say, 2019 is not over yet. Tell them, say, so we still have a reason. And we still have a right. And we still have a responsibility to give God praise for some things that haven't even happened yet. Anybody in here got a praise in advance for some of your unanswered prayers that you've been praying all year long? Come on, I got good news for you, CCC. 2019 is not over yet. I said 2019 is not over yet. You still have time to receive what you've been believing for. If you believe it, shout amen, somebody. 
glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Woo! Man, before you sit down, y'all got me turned up today. I know. I was I had an attitude this morning. I got an attitude with your pastor. You know, I live in Myrtle Beach where it's 70 degrees right now. <clears throat> I think he did this to be funny. But y'all got me feeling good today. It's nothing like being in the house of the Lord with people of God who are blessed, highly favored, know it, and don't care who don't like it. And before you sit down, I want us to celebrate your pastors, Pastors A.R. and Karen Bernard this morning, and Pastor Jamal and Lady Rita. I know they're watching online, and I know for sure uh, they're going to uh, replay this to make sure that I didn't tear this place up today. So would you give God a great big hand clap of praise for your pastors? Of course, to those that are serving here, this wonderful worship team and music team and Reverend Paul and Reverend Adam Dorso and to you God's most beautiful and precious people let me say this and I want you to stand while I say this because this right here is about you thank you all for being such a great example on how to do kingdom work for the world amen can I tell y'all a little secret now y'all got to promise you ain't going to tell nobody can I tell you you're going to promise you're going to keep it all right. Sunday mornings before I go to church, I put y'all on Facebook Live. Just so I can see what y'all doing here. So that in case I need to change some stuff before I get to service, I can send text messages, switch all them songs. They sung this today. Y'all need to click that link and go see what they were singing. I don't want to hear none of that. Do exactly what they did. No, I'm just kidding. But you all are such a great example here. You may be seated as I'm talking about uh, relationship and connecting with people. I thank God for your pastor, Pastor Jamal, man. He's one of my closest friends and one of my closest brothers. And you ever have a friend that you call on when you don't have the answers? Anybody have friends like that? Or at least one friend when you got decisions to make and you really don't know what to do. You know what you want to do. But you know you have that one friend that you can call on. And they're going to give you the, either the confirmation that you're getting ready to do the right thing or they're going to tell you to switch up. I had a situation a couple of weeks ago, and I'm telling you, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And let me just be transparent. It was a little vindictive. <clears throat> some folks had made me mad about some things. But before I made that decision, I sent your pastor a text, Pastor Jamal. I said, hey, man, I need to talk to you. I need to ask you something before I make this decision, what do you think? And uh, he began to share his level of wisdom with me. And the wisdom was so good, it just wasn't what I wanted to hear. And he was just going in, and I had to mute the phone, because I was thinking, man, would you be quiet? Why in the world did I call him? I mute the phone so I could say it out loud. And he would say, you know what I'm saying? I unmuted it. Yeah, man, I really do. I received that. I received that, bro. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God has blessed me with you. I'm so thankful for the word, man of God. The truth of the matter, I'm telling you, he, he corrected me. He said, no, you don't want to do that. And uh, make a long story short, about three days later, there wasn't even a need for me to save even what he told me to say because God had shut that door without me even having to work on it myself. And so I say this to say, thank God for the people in your life who have wisdom. 
and even more so for this spiritual community, don't let a day go by where you don't thank God for your leader. Because God has blessed you with somebody that knows him and is doing everything they can to make sure that we all stay close to him. Speaking of relationships, again, I'm not selling any books. I didn't come here to do that. But everywhere I go, I try to give away a book or two. And so I brought two today. Uh, speaking of relationships, the Lord gave me this wonderful book uh, that I released uh, early this year. And it's called 10 Ways to Protect Your Blessing. And the reason I wrote this book was because I got tired of sitting with people and hearing their pity party stories about how things were so good for a moment. And before they could even finish the praise break, they lost the blessing that they just got finished testifying about. So many people start businesses and the business goes well and then suddenly it crashes. People get engaged, they get married and they're so happy and then the marriage crashes. The folks that are do good financially and then they look up and say, oh my goodness, I could buy a steak every night of the week if I wanted to. I could purchase and go on a vacation anytime I felt like it, but I don't know what happened. And the Lord spoke to me. I do talk to him and I listen to him. And he said, Marcus, I'm going to give you wisdom on how to help the people in your life to get blessed and then stay blessed. And so this book called 10 Ways to Protect Your Blessing, I'm giving 10 keys, divine wisdom to help you cover the blessing that God has placed in your hand. Amen. And so I just want to give these two away. They're not for sale anything like that, but I, he raised his hand. You can come on and get it, brother. All right. And you right here. We kind of look like we and kin somehow, so you can take mine. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. I just want to give them away. And if you want it, you can go online, marcusgill.tv or Google it. Thank you, man. Be blessed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. You ready for the word? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to do this exactly how the Lord told me to do it. And uh, I pray from the bottom of my heart that you are blessed beyond measure. The Bible tells us in Psalm 37, Psalm 37, verse number four, the word of the Lord declares, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Say that out loud with me. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. If you truly believe that, say amen. amen. Now, there are five elements, five elements to success. Five elements. Now, there are many elements to success, but there are five that I want to release to you specifically today. And it sounds like this. Number one, you can write these down if you care. Consistency. Number two, diversity. Number three, Direction. Number four, movement. Number five, mentorship. Say these out loud with me. Ready? Go. Consistency, diversity, direction, movement, and mentorship. One more time. Consistency, diversity, direction, movement, and mentorship, all right? They asked me if I wanted to do like your pastor and write it on the board, but I told them my spelling skills aren't good. So we're just going to keep it on the screen. These five elements of success. Now, the good news about us as children of God is that good success is our promised portion. It's so unfortunate that there are so many people in the world that believe that having good success is evil. 
There are people that always testify to the fact that prosperity is some way, somehow evil. In fact, I've read some blogs that people have uh, put on the internet and a lot of uh, 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 commentators and even people that sometimes feel that they are possibly insulting me or when they approach me and they have a conversation with me and they say, you're just another one of those prosperity preachers. And it's unfortunate that there are some that have misrepresented the message of prosperity because oftentimes that message of prosperity, when it's presented the wrong way, has everything to do uh, with just money. Well, let me give you this good news today. Prosperity is not just the definition of one who has a lot of money. But the word prosperity simply means to have and possess good success. Everybody shout good success. All right, that word prosperity means good success. And then you go even further to say, if I am a prosperous man or if I'm a prosperous woman, that means I have good success in every area of my life. How many people in this room can testify to the fact I am prosperous today? Amen. And I don't care who doesn't like it. I know what prosperity means. I'm okay having good success and uh, I'm not going to apologize for it. Good success in your relationships. Good success in your marriage. Good success in your career. Good success in ministry. And yes, not, let's not leave out the money portion because with God, he gives us the ability to have good success financially as well. Uh, prosperity has everything to do uh, not with how things always turn out at the other side of trouble or at the other side of a storm but prosperity has everything to do with your ability to have peace even in the middle of a storm sometimes folks say oh I'm going to be prosperous after this is over or I'm going to have good success after this is over or I'm going to finally have my peace when I come out of this storm when the value of peace and good success and prosperity is not about when the storm comes to an end but it's about how you're able to stand even when things around you don't look good you're able to rejoice and remain confident in who you are and whose you are because you know that God is still good somebody say this out loud say God is a good God, God, good God. now lay hands on yourself say prosperity is for me, is for me. say this out loud good success, is for me. good success is for me now shout and my family, family. alright and so people fuss about this thing prosperity is evil it's not evil it's good it's looking for you. You're a magnet for good success. You're a magnet for increase. Come on, somebody. We declare I'm blessed and highly favored because you believe you are, but at the same time, you still can go into this week saying, thank you, Lord, for good news that's going to further confirm the declaration that I am indeed blessed and highly favored. If you believe that, say amen. Oh, but this is our difference here. This is our difference because as Christians, as believers, we got to be confident about the fact that we are different from the world. Amen. We are separate from the world. We don't do things the way the world does them. We don't go after success the way that the world goes after success. We don't chase our goals uh, like the world chases their goals. We have to do things the way that God wants us to do. And when you look at this scripture, Psalm 37, verse number 4, where the Bible declares, if you delight yourself in the Lord, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I like to read also from the Message Bible sometime, uh, which is not a translation, but the Message Bible is a paraphrase uh, of what we read, and it just uh, gives us a greater picture of the scripture that we read, maybe from the King James, but the Message Bible in Psalm 37 and 4, this paraphrase says this. It says, get insurance 
with God and do a good deed. Settle down and stick to your last. And this is my favorite part of this message prayer phrase. Keep company with God. Keep company with God. Get in on the best. Now, now, when you look back at the King James Version, you go back to this idea of, all right, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will do what? Give you the desires of your heart. Now, that scripture there is in part A and part B. And this is where I say we have to remember our difference as we're trusting God for the best and as we're believing God for the best. Our difference is this. Non-believers enjoy the B portion of this scripture. They focus more. And maybe some of us, we do it uh, subconsciously. We don't even realize it sometimes. We focus more on the B portion of Psalm 37 and 4, which just simply says, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, that's good news. I don't blame any of us for rejoicing over that idea and rejoicing over that thought. But there's a difference. Somebody shout, I'm different because I'm a Christian. All right, we see this thing differently. We don't focus on the he will give you the desires of your heart portion. We focus on delight thyself in the Lord. Delight thyself in the Lord. Delight thyself in the Lord. I love the whole scripture, but because I'm a believer, I I have to redirect my focus here uh, in this month of December before we get uh, to 2020. If there's some things that I've been believing God for uh, all year long and it hadn't happened yet, maybe I've got another 31 days to redirect my focus from part B to part A and begin to delight myself in the Lord. Delight myself in the Lord. Uh, how many of us have gone through the year focused more on what we can receive from God to please ourselves? And we haven't focused enough, I think we talked about it earlier this year, on delighting ourselves in the King. Uh, how often do we delight ourselves in what other people have and then we find ourselves hustling and bustling? And, and, and doing what the world does to have your personal desires met just to keep up with other people. How, how often have we found ourselves thinking that maybe perhaps we've been praying and God some way, somehow is ignoring us or he just don't hear us because we don't see the B portion, our heart's desires being manifest in our life. And maybe this word is for you today to say, well, Lord, have I not delighted myself in you? As much as I should have. Let me give you this good news. You still have time. You, you still have time. You, you have time to have a focus change today. Uh, you you have, a, have a moment to have a shift in your mind to say, Lord, all right, for the rest of this year, I'm going to be intentional about focusing on delighting myself in you. The word delectation, which means to find delight, to find grace. Uh, it almost reminds me of, of the word uh, 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 delicious, to, to have something that tastes so good you keep going back. You've got to find God's way of doing things so delicious. You've you got to feast on his word and you've got to spend time in worship and you've got to get deep down uh, in his presence the rest of this year. If you really want to begin to see some things manifest in your life greater than what you could ever dream or imagine, there are benefits to this thing. Most people think that the benefit 
It's just, okay, he's going to give me the desires of my heart. And we go up in church, man. I remember growing up in church, and I love these songs, and I love uh, uh, what they taught us and what they instilled in us and how they told us, you know, that Jesus was on the main line. Tell them what you want. You can call him up. Mm. <gasps> Some of y'all been to church, right? And we shout on it. We dance on it. And we'd expect it. But I think somewhere along the line, somebody began to say, wait a minute. What if we could get them on the main line? And instead of always telling them what we want, I say, Lord, I got you on the phone. I, I know you used to, the rest of my family, always telling you what they want. But I'm, I'm going to be the one to call you and ask you, what is it that you want from me? Do I have a witness in here today? That can say, Lord, I, I, what is it that you want from me? And in those moments, we get instruction from the Lord. I don't like to call it rules. I know it is rules and we're supposed to follow rules. But rules, oftentimes, you have to follow and you follow those rules out of obligation. You really don't want to, but you do it because you know you have to. But I, I like to see more of the instructions in the word, not rules, but instructions. Because instructions, you joyfully follow because you want to see what those instructions are going to manifest. If you buy a shelf from Target, you know, and if you're real smart, you know, you will pull out the instructions intentionally and you'll follow those instructions so that you can see that shelf manifest. I believe this book, this library of, of 66 books uh, is a book of instruction. That when we delight ourselves in the Lord, we find delight in the instruction. Even when we don't understand his plan, we still follow the instructions. Even when we don't understand what he's telling us, we trust him because we believe that as we delight ourselves in him, he's going to position us for the manifestation of what we've been praying for. And the good news about it is in delighting ourselves in the Lord, we get prophetic insight. We get prophetic insight. We're able to see what our natural eyes can't see. Anybody in here have any prophetic insight this year of some things that you really didn't understand with these eyes, but because you spent time with the Lord, he began to reveal to you things that you wouldn't be able to understand and uncover yourself. You see, that's prophetic insight that comes with delighting yourself in the Lord. How about this? How about patience? Uh, patience and long-suffering while you're believing God for a shift and you're believing God for those changes in your family and you're believing God for the increase in the success of your business. Oh, when you delight yourself in the Lord, you find yourself really just relaxing in the time and relaxing in the process that God has taken you through. When you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you answers to those unanswered questions that you have concerning your next move. I know this for a fact that many of you in the room, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you really don't know what's next for you. But I challenge you this here, delighting yourself in the Lord, he'll begin to reveal to you the answer that you need so that you don't make the wrong decision as it concerns your near future. Somebody say, delight thyself in the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you spend time with the Lord, you, you get the ability to recognize his signs. Because signs are so important. You got to know when God is talking to you. You got to know when he's trying to tell you to quit. You got to know when he's trying to tell you to walk away. You've got to know when he's trying to reveal to you that something that you've been praying for and believing him for and fasting for, rolling on the floor for, because you believe that that's just the best thing for you. And oftentimes God's sitting back trying to tell you, get up off the floor. That's not what I have for you. 
I remember this time, man, uh, back in 2016 when God really started blessing me. And uh, my wife and I, we were just friends. That's a whole nother story because we really didn't date. We were really just friends. And I just recognized that this friend of mine was carrying the favor of my wife. And that's a whole nother conference. <laughs> but I still wanted to impress her. And so I was driving this 2010 Mustang. And uh, I was like, you know, my wife, she's a school teacher, got a master's degree. I said, Man, she ain't going to want to be with nobody with no Mustang. So I went and I started trying to find me a Mercedes. Now, my credit was bad. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I ain't gonna call out the name of it because it was just that bad. It's good now, praise God. But it was terrible. But I became a Henry. Y'all know what a Henry is. High earner, not rich yet. And so I had a little money. So it didn't matter what the down payment was going to be with my bad credit. Now, I went to this dealership over in Great Neck. And they showed me this Mercedes Benz. It was like a 2012. Now, mind you, I had a, I was, this is 2016. And I had a 2010 Mustang. And here they're going to sell me a 2012 Mercedes, and they wanted $7,000 down. Because my credit was just that bad. And me and my crazy, desperate self trying to have something nice. I told them, fine, let's do it. And they said, all right, this is what we can do. They sent it over to their boss. Boss said, no, we ain't giving them the car. I said, okay, what we need to do now? He said, let's try it. We put $11,000 down on it. Here it is. I'm stupid and desperate. Trying to get the desires of my heart. They ran it again with $11,000 down. They said, nope. Not going to happen. His credit is just too bad. I said, I'm going to get this Mercedes. I don't care what Mercedes is. I just want that logo when I pull up to see her for dinner. So that's the desires of my heart. They said, 15000 We can do it. I said, $15,000? Now, again, I was, I, was, I was earning high for the first time. And so this is why it was important for me to go back to that fifth one, mentorship. Because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing with money. And I was willing to just do whatever I wanted to do just to get the desires of my heart. Uh, they told me 15000 you're approved. So this little guy gets into the car with me, and we drive to Bank of America because I got to get one of them, you know, certified cashier's checks in order to get the car. And I'm all excited. Little young fool going to put a $15,000 down payment on a car that's five years old just to impress a woman that ain't even committed to me yet. But I was just all hungry about receiving the desires of heart. Get to the bank. And uh, the teller says, how can I help you, sir? And I'm all bold, right? I need a check for $15,000. She said, okay. Sir, we can't give you the check. I said, why? And there was all these problems. I called my accountant. I said, what's going on with my money? What's going on with, and hey, it's all good. Try again. I went back up. Okay, they did something. Try again. Bam. I took my ID card. I had my passport. I wish I would have had my birth certificate because I was just so desperate to get that $15,000 for a 2012 Mercedes. By the way, that thing had 59,000 miles on it. But I'm a fool <clears throat> trying to impress a girl that hadn't even committed to me yet, trying to satisfy the desires of my heart. I kept trying, I kept trying. We was at the bank literally for a whole hour, and they would not release the check. There was no problem with the account. 
There was no uh, discrepancy with them trying to identify me. There were no problems. But for whatever reason, that computer would not let them print the check. But there's something that I was doing in that season of my life, even in those moments of trying to please myself. I had been getting really close to God in that season. And after a while, I said to myself, I said, wait a minute, Marcus. This is God trying to keep me from making a foolish decision. I'm in there walking back and forth praying, Lord, please let him give me the check. Let him, please let him go. I'm rebuking the devil, the little car salesman. He don't even believe in God, but he was shouting out about because he's trying to get paid too. You know, we're doing all that. And then after a while, I realized, wait a minute, this is a sign that God doesn't want me to make a foolish decision to please my flesh. So he's cutting it off. How many things have we been forcing to be pushed through and God been trying to show you, this is not what I have for you. This is not my plan for you. This is all about you. And watch this what happened here. I wanted that Mercedes so bad, I didn't care which one it was. But deep down on the inside, I wanted a, I wanted a CLA 250. Do you not know that when I gave up, and I told the guy, don't even worry about it. He looked so sad because he was going to have a good payday off my down payment. But he looked so sad. One day later, I ended up finding the car that I wanted. I only had to put down like $1,500. It was 2016, and the Mercedes was a 2016. And I was able to pull up and show Dominique, look at my new car. And she had the nerve to say, I don't like it. I like your Mustang. Well, okay, did all that for nothing. Literally. Now, I love the car for myself, too. What am I trying to tell you? That's a materialistic type of testimony, which really happened. God really blocked it. I ended up getting the vehicle that I wanted that was much better than what I was getting ready to settle for. Because along the line, I really begin to understand God is trying to show me something here. That ability to have prophetic insight into what's happening in the moment and the ability to say never mind and be okay with it, that comes when you have... Uh, taking the time to really delight yourself in the Lord and allow him to speak to you to show you that this is not right. Delighting yourself in the Lord does this. He will take your heart's desires and he'll throw them away because you're spending so much time with him in his word, in his presence, in Bible study. You're involved more in church. You're spending more time with people of God who know the Lord and they're sensitive to the spirit. Oh, you're spending time in prayer and in fasting and you're hearing the word and you're applying the word. What begins to happen is God ends up taking your original heart's desires and he causes you to forget all about them. And then he takes his desires and he places them on the inside of you. And then you'll start to realize that your heart's desires now perfectly align with his heart's desires. And before you know it, God will bless you the way he wants to bless you. And you'll be thanking him, not only for the new blessing, but you'll be saying, thank you, Lord, that I did not settle for what I asked for the first time. Thank you, Lord, that I did not marry that person that I was trying to force to marry me the first time. Thank you, Lord, that they fired me and I didn't go back for that job because now I've been promoted in a greater company, making more money, doing better than what I was doing before. Thank you that I didn't close on the house that I thought I was going to close on. Now I've got a greater home. Thank you, Lord, for saying no to what I wanted. But because I delighted myself in you, glory be to God, 
you open a greater door for me and for that reason I'm thankful and I want to make an announcement to somebody in this room today that would get excited about the fact that yes God will close some of your personal heart's desire he'll close some of those doors but it's not to hurt you it's to bless you it's not to defeat you but it's to cause you to step into your destiny in ways greater than you could ever dream or imagine so tell the person next to you say neighbor Start thanking God for some closed doors. Yeah, yeah, it might not make sense to most people that when God says no, you shout. But when you delight in yourself in the Lord, you shout whether he says yes or no because you know that his no is a setup for a better yes. Anybody waiting on a better yes in this place today? Come on, anybody had some disappointments here lately? But today you're going to leave out of here knowing that God said no to that in order to say yes to something bigger? I'm taking delight in God. And then it says he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart because now your hearts look alike. Now your hearts match. Told Joshua, he said, be strong, be courageous. Don't let the law depart from your mouth, your mind, your heart. And then I will make your way prosperous. Book of Psalms, give us instructions. He says, meditate in his word both day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That sounds like the reward. Who bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. Here's the reward. And whatever you do shall prosper instruction and then reward okay some of y'all say oh you ain't talking about jesus that much well jesus told us something in matthew 6 and 33 as a concern your needs being met he said instead of worrying about all that your needs and your desires who's in my circle who likes me who don't like me how much money i'm gonna make this year how big is my house gonna be in 10 years, who, who am I going to marry? Or what's my position and title going to be in life? How good am I going to live? He says, instead of worrying about all that, he says, seek ye first. The kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. Hey, instruction and then reward. And yea, I say unto thee, all these things shall be added unto you. I've experienced this in my life, 33 years old, and can't nobody tell me any different. That God sometimes, I believe when we're praying, he looks down from heaven and he types a text message. And it simply says, LOL. (laughs) With a laughing face. Because I believe that sometimes when we're praying and we're believing God for A, B, and C. And we say to the Lord, I know you can do it. And then he doesn't. I believe he sit up in heaven watching us complaining and fussing. And he just sits back and laughs because he says... You have no idea that when you would be informed in your 15-year-old mother's womb, I had plans for you that were 10 times bigger than what you were asking for. I believe that same word is for many of you in this room right now. That God says some of the things that you desire for yourself. He says, LOL, Pookie, I got bigger for you. Watch this here. LOL, CCC. I've got even greater in store for you. One thing that I love about being a believer, it's fun delighting ourselves in the Lord, knowing that he'll give us the desires of our heart. I've learned to be consistent, not in the B portion of wanting the desires of my heart, the success of my heart, but I've learned to be consistent 
when wanting to be successful in delighting in the Lord. I've learned to be consistent and willing to be diversified in my delighting myself in the Lord. I've learned how to have and seek direction on how to delight myself in the Lord. And then not only those things, but you know what? When I'm delighting myself in the Lord, I learn how to move in it. Movement is necessary because I just can't say that I'm consistent. I can't just say I'm willing to be diversified and do whatever God says do. I can't say that I have direction from the Lord and never move, but movement is necessary. Some of us need to just get moving in that delighting part. And then as I'm delighting myself in him, the A part, I thank God for mentorship. You've got to have somebody in your life that's going to pull you up from that place of doubt, that place of fear, that place of limitation, and they can say to you, like I'm telling you right now, I've seen God do it in my life. This is how you move along. This is how you remain consistent. This is how you be diversified with your call. This is how you seek direction from the Lord. This is how you get movement, that mentorship part when you're seeking success. It's so important because you got to have somebody in your life that's going to encourage you as well as correct you, but be a great example for you so that you can see what the Lord can do. I'm delighting myself in him. And I believe that as we wrap up this year, some of our heart's desires are going to change. They're going to shift. Our prayer is not going to be, God, what is it that you're going to do for me? But Lord, thank you for giving me the right relationship with you. That way I will know what it is that I need to do to please you. Let's stand all over this place. If you receive that word, shout amen, somebody. I believe... That this thing called being a believer, being a Christian, being a child of God, it's so much fun having faith. Because God is the kind of God that have you praying, believing him for things. And he's like, okay, you thought I didn't hear you. You thought I missed your email. And by surprise, he'll release a miracle in your life that's greater than you even expected, beyond what you could even dream. So, Lord, I pray today for my dear brothers and sisters that as they receive this word today, I pray that when we leave this place, we'll leave better, we'll leave stronger, we'll leave wiser, we'll leave not focusing on what we want. God, you're going to bless us beyond what we want. But thank you, Lord, because we're delighting ourselves in you. We take delight, we take pleasure, we take interest in you more than anything in this world. Thank you that you're leading us, you're guiding us, you're ordering our footsteps. We're trusting in you with all of our heart. We're leaning not to our own understanding. And as we delight in you, we acknowledge you in all of our ways, thanking you for directing our paths. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for the word, Lord. Thank you for a week of good news. We all said together, amen, 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 and amen. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. For my wife and my daughter and I, God bless you. We love you. We thank you for that word, Pastor Marcus. We appreciate the way you allowed the Lord to use you today. <clears throat> but maybe there's somebody who hasn't figured out what the delighting means, right, that there's someone who's not made a commitment to Jesus, has not found him, don't understand what we're talking about today because you stand outside of the door on the outside looking in, trying to figure out what's happening on the inside. 
So if that's you today, I want to give you an opportunity to come and meet Jesus so that you can understand what this process of delighting looks like, how it starts, and how much actually the Lord first delights in you. He doesn't ask us to do anything for him that he hasn't already done for us. And so he delights in you. If that is you and you want to meet Jesus today, would you come forward? Let's do something special today. Let's bow our heads and let's all pray. Here's how we're going to pray. We're going to pray for people who have not yet met the Lord to meet the Lord in this house. We thank you, Lord. We give your name glory. We give your name honor. We are grateful for the way that the Father moves. Thank you, oh God, for drawing your daughter by your own hand. Thank you for tears that may be of sorrow, but also now come to bring joy. We say thank you for being a God who saves, who's blood delivers and heals and sets free we say thank you for your daughter today we'd ask that you all continue to pray let's lift our voices and pray for her now hallelujah we thank you lord today for meeting this young lady here we thank you because the angels in heaven are celebrating they are celebrating because you said yes to god would you repeat after me Heavenly Father, I thank you for knowing exactly where I am. And thank you for meeting me just where I am. Today, Lord, I thank you that you lived, you died, and you rose again just for me. I ask you to just live in my heart. Show me your way. Help me to delight myself in you. Thank you that today I am born again. I am saved, and now I don't walk alone, but you walk with me. And I praise you. I am a sinner who is saved by your grace. And today I walk in victory because you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you for what just happened here. We don't take lightly that someone comes to know you. We understand all the, some of the obstacles that they walk through even to bring themselves to come to know you and get to the front for the many things that you do and orchestrate that draws them to your side. And so we don't take lightly the work of revival. We thank you for how you revived her today. Put new breath in her lungs, new word in her mouth, new vision in her heart, Father, and gave her blood that totally set her free. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's grab our Bibles before I turn this into something else. Yes, God. Thank you, Father. 
This Bible is our primary source of faith. This Bible is our rule of conduct. This Bible creates the lens that we see life through. But before we leave this place, but never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless you and have a great week, family.